always trying to look at the client first, the person first, not just, oh, yeah, I'm going to be able to go do a trial because they got a criminal charge or, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to pay me some money. That's never the way I've practiced. It's not the way I've looked at it. How are you? Very good. Very good. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, you know, just working on a Friday. We were just talking about that, how lawyers don't want to work five days a week, but we need to. So. Well, we have to, especially down here in Florida. There's been a lot of law changes recently. And and so um, we're, we're having to put more cases in litigation into the personal injury world than ever before. So that's why we are we're working not just five days a week. We're working six days a week, seven days a week mm -hmm. sometimes. So, but we have a lot of cases set for trial and we're getting ready to go on a lot of them. So that's why we find ourselves working. Besides, that's what we're here for is our clients to work anyways, right? Absolutely. So, yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad that you mentioned that. You're in the PI world, which is personal injury. And I want to talk about that because your background, one of your first jobs was at the state attorney's office for Broward County. Why did you switch from criminal law to, you know, torts and personal injury? Well, I did an internship at the state attorney's office in Broward County, which was phenomenal. Tried a bunch of cases, 17 jury trials in about a three month period and a bunch of non-jury trials, a bunch of motions, hearings. And so um, it was a great experience. And then I did a little about a year with the public defender's office in Ocala, mm -hmm. which gave me a great experience, but great knowledge as to the criminal world, defending people, tried a bunch of jury trials there in about a year. We did about 30 jury trials and then uh, came down to the state attorney's office in Tampa and worked there for about another two and a half years, trying a bunch of cases. But to get to your question, that experience in the courtroom, I thought, was more important than anything else, because obviously you don't do that job for the money. Yeah. You do that for the experience and learning and getting learn, learn how to talk on your feet. And I thought that was extremely important because I knew I didn't want to do criminal defense my whole life or be a state attorney my whole life. I knew when I went to law school that I, I always wanted to get into the personal injury world. Okay. And so that, I knew that was a direction I eventually wanted to go and take my practice. Yeah. But I felt there's no other way to get the better experience where you're literally in court eight hours a day sometimes in the state attorney's office, the public defender's office, you're in front of the court making arguments constantly. You got to learn how to think on your feet. And that's not easy. A lot of lawyers can't do that. So from the personal injury side, is it that a lot of cases settle? Is that why you decided to start with the, you know, public defender's state attorney's office to get the court experience? To get the court experience, because I knew there's about a small little window, I thought, in my career where I'm going to be able to go work for the government. Okay. And I knew it was going to be right away because as soon as you start having more bills and I mean, I had a whole family. I had my wife and two kids going to work in the public defender and state attorney's office. And as I get older, it gets more expensive. I knew that. Going in, but I did it really for the experience of learning how to get into court and and to be talking on your feet. Besides, I love jury trials. I love getting in court. It's not like it was a stressful event for me. It was like natural. So I really love that. I love that aspect. Okay. So Keith, I I know a lot about you because I've read your bio. I've looked at the website, all that. But the audience does not know that you were so natural in trial courts. In fact, you were a member of the Order of Barristers. When you were in law school, people were like, oh, you know, you would be a natural for trial. What was it about law school and public speaking and even the advocacy part where you were like, oh, I could do this. I would love to do this every day. 
You know what? It, you know what it was the challenge of being able to get up and talk to people, and be able to explain a case with some complicated issues. It's not easy to do, and it's hard. You know, I played sports my whole life, and uh, you may you may think this is funny, but if anybody that's played sports and experienced what it's like to win in a football game, mm. the effort, the emotion, the physical drain it takes, I felt the same way going through a trial. And when you win, you feel like, hey, I'm on top of the world. That's like the best feeling in the world. And so that's a selfish reason, right? That I, maybe I did it, but but it really, it, it's true. I mean, I loved I loved getting in court and I love winning and I love being able to stand up on my feet and make arguments to people. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think my professor saw that in law school and that I was very natural with it. And I was good with it, really good with it. And that's how I was lucky to become a member of the Order of Barristers. So yeah. I, I really feel feel blessed that was that they they picked me to be in that organization but i think it's because they saw one the hard work ethic i had i still have and the ability to get up in court and and make really good arguments on behalf of my clients so so to take it back one more level did you grow up as a talker were you always that kid who was like sticking up for other people you know defending others against the bully i was I was always a bigger kid because sometimes I would get bullied, but the <laughs> but sometimes there's bigger kids than me and they would bully me. But really, I think I, I love standing up for the small guy. I really do. And, you know, I think it's part of me growing up. And I went to a, a Jesuit high school here in Tampa. And we always, you know, community service, we're men for others. It's very big. That's the motto. I mean, we're, we're there for obviously working in, in God's work and uh, mm-hmm. Jesus's work. And, and trying to help other people. And I think to me, that was a natural progression where I was going was always trying to look at the client first, the person first, not just, oh yeah, I'm gonna be able to go do a trial because they got a criminal charge or, mm-hmm. you know, they're gonna pay me some money. That's never the way I've practiced. It's not the way I've looked at it. You know, and I've always looked at my career practicing as a lawyer is we're, we're really gifted and, and lucky to have a law degree and a license. And I take very pride in having that. And I think that everybody that has that should do some type of one community service work, but we are here to help people that cannot help themselves. And I think it's, it's, it's a blessing to have that ability to be able to walk into court, knowing that if it wasn't for you, that person would never see the justice that they deserve because one, they wouldn't have the money to hire a lawyer and the criminal side. And, you work with people and, and, and they became very grateful, but also on the personal injury side of things. I mean, we're going against Goliath every single day. The insurance companies, they have more money than any other businesses in the country, if not the world. The worldwide companies, literally multi-billion, billion, billion dollar companies, if not trillion. And then you can go in there and help that person recover what they need. And that that's one of the best, I don't even know if I'm answering your question directly, but I think that's one of the best things about practicing law is that you could truly change people's lives and help them. So, I, I mean, that's what I truly feel passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. So your law firm, you are one of the managing partners and founder and Liguori and Liguori, you handle cases that are personal injuries. So that's your bicycle accident, dog bite, negligence, DUIs, those kind of things. You are running this law firm with your daughter. Is that correct? Yes. And that's another very good thing I'm lucky about is that my daughter followed in my footsteps and she went to law school here, in, uh, actually in St. Petersburg uh, at Stetson. Mm-hmm. 
And then she, she worked for the state attorney actually in St. Petersburg for a little bit, then came over and joined me. And it's, it's, it's one of the great things about her being a lawyer, me being a lawyer, that we see each other every day. And, you know, we talk about cases, we bat ideas around, we strategize. It's, it's fun to be able to do that with your, with your child. So, but, but let me tell you one thing I'm lucky about too. My wife also works here. She helped me originally with the management side and my son also is working here too. So it's really a family business for me. My whole family's here and we really, that's the way we try to treat our clients, you know, like family and, and give them great customer service. Like I would want, right. You just try to mm-hmm. treat people like you want to be treated. And that's, that's sort of one of the mottos we really go by, but it's, um, it works well, but I'm lucky to have my daughter with me. Yes. Yeah. So. And it's awesome that you guys are all able to work together don't mind going home and then seeing each other and still talking and stuff too. So that's fine. Yeah, she has a different house. I will say that, but it's, it is hard. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's still, no, there's, there's challenging times. I get yeah. a job, but in family, it can be very challenging. But I think in reality, we do really well. My, my daughter and I work, work really well together and she's mm-hmm. learning by leaps and bounds. So it's, I'm lucky to be able to teach my daughter how to handle a case and, and, and the issue spotting and all that. I think it's, um, and how to strategize and how to do depots and get ready for trial. That's really an awesome part of my job, I think. Yeah. So just a little aside, because I have a daughter, a three-year-old. Did your daughter always tell you when she was younger, like, I want to be like you. I'm going to go to law school too. Or were you surprised when she went to Stetson? Well, uh, my daughter was very competitive growing up. She played a lot of sports, very competitive in basketball and volleyball. And, um, her and I, we bonded a lot with that. I think she just thought it as a natural progression. That's, that's my feeling to go to law school. My brother's also a lawyer in Tampa here. We practice the same type of law, but not together because we're brothers. Everybody can understand that. Yeah. Okay. But, um, I think it was, it was a natural progression for her to go in the family business and, and to learn. And I think she found it very, she was always very smart, hardworking in school. And she found it as a natural, I think progression and, and she, I mean, I think she thought it was okay. She's going to join the family business someday. And you know, that's, that was a game plan and it's, we're, we're executing on it. So. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So I have to give a quick commercial here and then we'll jump into some of your history. So thank you everybody who's watching the You Are Lawyer podcast on YouTube. New episodes are out every other week. And I also want to remind you that the podcast is available audio only. Apple Podcasts, YouTube Music, Spotify, Pandora, all of that. Okay, so let's jump right back into the conversation with Keith Ligori. So, Keith, we've been talking about your practice, your law firm, your managing partner, and your trial experience. But let's go way back (laughs) because you started taking on leadership positions when you were in college. Right. You were VP of your sophomore class. You became junior class president, all of this stuff. That's correct. Spun into you working in marketing and PR. Well, one of the funny stories is I wanted to be a sports agent, Mm -hmm. actually. And my major was sports administration in college. And I worked for a junior A hockey team in college as an intern. And then I worked for the Storm and Arena Football League. That's not even around anymore. But I did that, and um, I really loved that that office setting, that working with the players and things. And and one of the goals I had was to become an agent eventually and going to law school. Um, and then I think the reality kicks in on what the possibilities of success with that are. And then you realize, all right, now I got to get a real job or having a real idea. I want to. But um, 
but that that's really i mean my the spinning off going into the into this into the sports into the public relations marketing it, it was a natural because the sports administration was um, degree i had you had different avenues different tracks you can take and that's why i took the marketing and, and the public relations track knowing that I, hey, there's someday I would love to be an agent. So mm -hmm. that's that's how that transpired. But I was lucky. I, I mean, I, I learned a lot. You know, one of the things my, I, I tell you what is when you're young, you really got to try different things, experience, have different experiences, because I think it's a slow process of learning. And I think this day and age, I think a lot of young people don't do that. Uh, and it's a shame, but I think I got some great life experience by hand by working in those areas. And, and learning a lot. So it was, it was very good. Besides what I do now as a, as an attorney, I mean, we, we advertise, we market. I mean, you're always, when you're out, I mean, I, I do public speaking. I mean, you're always promoting yourself, your firm, your business, what you do. So really it's just another piece of the, of the legal field nowadays that you need to have that marketing arm. And that ability to market. So I remember in law school, you know, in your professional responsibilities course, they teach you all this stuff about what you can and can't do with advertising. But there's a lot of stuff that we can do that we're just afraid to do. Right. So I love that you have that background in marketing and PR and like how to just be self-promoting without being the cheesy guy, the ambulance chaser, you know? Oh, absolutely not. I hate that. That's that I tell you what, that's that's one of the worst things. And you know, we do advertise, but I always try to do it with class. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and, and it's always about the client helping people and helping them change their lives, knowing that some, because it's the negligence of someone not paying attention, they blow through the stop sign and your life is affected forever. Mm -hmm. It's always about the client and always about helping them and they're sending that message to them, how we help people. And that's why we get calls. I mean, even though we advertise, we still get most of our calls through word of mouth. I still think that's the best form of advertising. And if you do a good job for people, they're going to tell 10 people, okay. maybe even maybe. And if you do a bad job, they're going to go tell 20. So I, I it's true. I think that's outright a, a true statement. And, and we live by that over here. That's why our clients are priority number one for us. Okay, absolutely. So I do want to celebrate with you this July. You just made 20 years yeah. at the Liguori and Liguori law firm. Has it felt like it's been 20 years or did it go by so quickly? It has flown by. I tell you, you look back and I'm like, I can't believe I'm 53 and I've had my own law firm for 20 years now. And um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. the, the people I've got to meet, the clients I've got to meet and help and deal with over the years have been, has been phenomenal. And you've, I've really helped out a lot of very great, a lot of great people through the years that needed it. And um, it's an honor to say I've been, I've been practicing in Tampa, Florida. We're actually expanding into Orlando now. We've done so well. And and but it's an honor to say that I've got to that 20 year mark with the firm and, and we've grown. We're 11 lawyers, 55 staff over here, and it's a lot of hard work, a lot of blood, sweat and tears. I'm not going to say it hasn't been, but I think this day and age, people don't want to go through that to get to the top. But I don't care. You got to go through that to get to the top. And, you know, I started out myself in a 10 by 10 office and grew it gradually and just treated people right. And, and the cases came. And did good quality work. That's the most the other thing. You got to do good quality work for your clients. So I think that's part of the reason of my of the firm's success is because of the work ethic and I think the quality of work that not just myself but the lawyers and the staff that we do for our clients. So I think that's really helped. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. And Keith, I just have one last question here for you. The You Are a Lawyer audience is made up by law students and younger lawyers. So lawyers that have been practicing five years or less, they might be getting antsy about what they're doing or maybe switching practice groups. Do you have any advice for younger lawyers about what they can do with their law degree? Well, I can tell you this much. Try to get a game plan before you get out of law school. That's number one. If you're out of law school and you're not happy where you're at, definitely make the change because if you're in this business and you're not happy every day waking up, you're, it's going to be miserable and you're going to hate it and you're never going to continue practicing. I love what I do every single day from when I was a prosecutor, public defender, and then helping injured people. I love it. I don't have a problem waking up saying I'm going to work today. And it's never been a challenge for me. It's been, I feel like I'm blessed. And so the only thing I would say is make the move. Think of a long-term game plan, right? Of how you want to get to where you want to be and how you're going to get there. And then the one thing I see from a lot of lawyers too, is there's, there's something called the Florida Justice Association of Florida. It's basically the plaintiff bar. And we have a local plaintiff bar. And unfortunately, you do see a lot of attorneys that don't get involved in the in those organizations, one, to stay on top of the law, but two, to build relationships with other lawyers in the community and to just know what the new the nuances are and where things are going. And I would say you've got to get involved in those organizations, whatever area of law you're in, if you plan on staying there for a long time and become the best lawyer you can in that area and that in that arena and go to the seminars, you know what I mean, and, and, and get better. One thing I see is sometimes the, the work ethic. I have had that with a few lawyers and they didn't, they weren't with me for a long time, but the work ethic wasn't that great. And you see it once they get in here, but you've got to work it. You've got to grind it. And you may find a job working 40, 45 hours a week, 50 hours a week. But in reality, what we do is we chose a profession and the profession is you're probably going to be working at least 50, 55 hours. Yeah, so service-based. Yeah, it is service-based. You got to be here for the community. You got to be here for your customers. You know how many times I have to work late because Clients can't come by the office to have to work. And you know what? That's the customer service oriented practice that I have, but you've got to have that. And I, I think where people miss it is they think that the clients aren't there for us. We're there for them. And I think a lot of lawyers miss that. And you've got to understand that. And so if you're a young lawyer, find the area of law that you have a passion about, dive into it, educate yourself as much as you can, Go join the associations, and then get with a law firm where you can really learn and handle it that area of law. And then maybe someday, I mean, I did go and start my own practice after about three, three and a half years of practicing uh, with a state attorney and public defender's office. But maybe that may be a goal for you and get with your bar associations um, starting out. They usually can help. They have great guidebooks and all that stuff and then dive into it. But you remember some people, I, I saw this quote, it's funny. Somebody says, I quit my 50 hour a week job working for so-and-so to do my 80, 90 hour a week job for myself. Because I didn't want to work that hard. Guy loves what he did. I can tell you that much. So. I don't <laughs> no, know. That's if it completely happens. true because I definitely work longer hours running my own business because it's not, there's no one that's paying me that I could just be like, oh, it's 4.30. I guess I'm leaving. It's just not that kind of a job when you run your own business. I mean, I'm my own boss, but I tell you what, I still have demands on me and I got to produce no matter what I do, what, how big I get, and what size I am. And if you're just a managing partner and you're worried about the management of the firm, it's still, you got to produce in the management. You got to do a good job. So that's really my, my opinion. I don't know if it's helpful to, to young lawyers by saying all that, but I think a lot of times people that what I've seen is people get happy being a lawyer, 
and think that they reached the pinnacle. But really, I think we hear law degree, we owe it back to the community to help people. And I think that's where I think people maybe sometimes miss out, that you're there to serve people. And um, it's a great honor to have what we have as lawyers. So. That's true. I don't think about it from that side, right? You think about the stress, you think about your bar association dues, but it is a great honor and a privilege to be a member. So, It is. We're all lucky. Not everybody could do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Even though we got 100,000 lawyers in Florida, it's still not a lot of good lawyers. And I mean, if you work hard, you're going to beat half of it. You'll beat most of them. You'll be 80% on the top 80%. So top 20% is a better way to say that. But so. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Keith. Hey, thank you very much. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating, tell a friend about this podcast, and subscribe to the show so that you never miss a new episode. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Bye.